You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. It's what I would say on a normal week, but heads up, y'all. We recently joined a podcast network with some of our favorites, including the likes of the Retronauts, Hardcore Gaming 101, and Apocrypals, because we want to work together to expand our reach, continue to provide high-quality content, and maybe get some new collaborations on. Anyways, don't worry. For the time being, the show will be exactly the same, but you'll hear a little bit of cross-promotion and discussion of stuff that hopefully interests you. Come check us and our comrades out at greenlitpodcast.com. Greetings, hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of The Spirit Hunters. This is Joe. This is Sarah. And Megan. Hell yeah. Anyways, last time, Sarah and Joe braved the post-apocalyptic wasteland to discuss hunting human beings. Today we, uh, today we get to finish that most dangerous game and move on to a tournament arc. With a twist? You better get ready. Woo! Alright, so we're starting off with episode 17, Trap in the Hole, or in the Japanese, Ana Diwana. Um, and the episode was released in Japan on January 29th, um, 2012, and uh, the manga chapters were released on the 29th, um, and the manga chapters related to this episode are episode 29 and 30. And the first of this was released on October 12th, 1998. And the 1999 episodes related to this one is the 24th episode, which was released on April 15th, 2000. So for the notes, Killua calls out Amori to show himself instead of stalking him. Says he's probably worth one lousy point anyway. Amori would rather attack him in his sleep not sus at all. Amori's like a bitch, right? Like Amori's yeah. the <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I, he's trying to attack a yeah. child. <laughs> I mean, I think anyone who's left at this point is incredibly strong, so it does make sense to approach with caution. But mm-hmm. I think if you're looking at it from the matter of like social decorum, like yeah, it's kind of fucked up to be like I'm gonna sleep attack this child <laughs> because it sounds like he's scared, not that he's like that much smarter, right? Oh yeah, no, he's definitely like he's more. scared more than anything because like um. Yeah. He's there with his brothers, and, like, clearly they have to be talented to have made it this far, but it is kind of implied that he is the least talented of the brothers. Yeah. Um, and then Imori kicks Killua after being dissed by his bros, but later isn't phased and stole his badge. Um, Killua ain't no ordinary kid, <laughs> realizes none of Amor- the Amori bros, Amori bros, are his target. After threatening them, taking their badges, and throwing them away in different directions. <laughs> it's such a little dick move. Oh, yeah. Move. Was, <laughs> he was slick about it, too. He's like, oh, I don't need these bitch, bitch, bitch. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I definitely have some questions about this scene. Because I did, I for once, because of stuff going on, I actually watched the 2011 version. Um, normally, I just read the manga and watch the 99. Uh, depends on the week. But this week I watched 2011 and like there were some significant differences we're going to talk about later. Okay. Um, so Hanzo was actually creeping in the shadows and he grabs one of the badges um, when Killua throws it. But too bad it's the wrong one. Like Killua does like the sleight of hand trick where like he like sh- he shows the card and then like switches it mid throw and throws one one direction one have the other. Have you guys other. seen <laughs> Have you guys seen that fucking uh series of YouTube videos called like the rap battle parody or whatever? Yeah. You know, like history that, rap battles? 
Oh, like no, 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 no. It's, it's just called the rap battle. Yeah, super hot fire. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, where they yeah. go crazy over, like, one thing. Yeah, the, like, reason, the reason oh. I'm referencing is because Kalua just threw, threw, like, one of the badges is like, hey, that's your girl's number. And then he picks it up and he's like, psych, that's the wrong number. <laughs> oh, man, that's bringing me back, man. That's bringing me back. I'm going to fucking edit that in as much as I hate yeah. doing extra editing this like will, that. This, this one is a face in front. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Someone yeah. needs to fucking, if that isn't a meme, someone needs to make it a meme. <laughs> Psych. That's the wrong number. Yeah, anyways, continue. Oh, man. Uh, um, after debating, Leoria and Kuropika end up going back to the landing. They hide behind the bushes and they try to look for people. Gon shows up from above and tells them that people are nearby. Uh, he was in the trees, right? Like yeah, was- I think he just, like, fucking... Um, did you guys ever... Uh, I, this might be me being really old, but did you guys ever watch Clarissa Explains It All? That sounds familiar. Yeah, Nickelodeon the, show, right? Uh, she didn't she have like a like a friend who would yes. be in the trees all the time? Exactly. I think his name was Sam, and sometimes he would just like do a reverse inclined, like do a reverse inclined uh, crunch to like show up in frame. <laughs> oh, like a hang, like the thing that kids do where they hang by their like knees yeah legs. yeah other times he would just show up with a ladder to her like window okay honestly i'm sure it's cute and like very innocent but like that is like low-key creeping tom like uh, i think it was i think she invited it and there was only one oh, okay. episode where he was into her and then they realized they were both super not into each other after that episode <laughs> and like it returned to just being like a very close platonic relationship which was cool okay more like kimmy gibbler than like i don't know well yeah except kimmy gibbler is um, weird urkel and- because <laughs> well, like Urkel have like a huge crush on the girl, right? Oh yeah, my god! I wish there had been a crossover where fucking <laughs> oh Urkel shows god. up in Clarissa's window, like, hey, hey, he, it's he me, does Sonic show up the in, Hedgehog. Um... <laughs> he does he... show up with like a cousin of like Stephanie's classmate. He's in Full House. Are you yeah. fucking serious? That's amazing. Yeah, he shows up and he's like giving them advice. Like it, he was more, he was a little older. Like he was, he was in a DJ, I think. But like he was too old to be, you know, like he was yeah. older than Steph. Was he so like? I think he was like the big brother for Steph. Or was he the actually other Steve way, Michelle or was he Jaleel White playing a character? No, it was Steve Urkel. Like okay, and it was Jaleel Steve White Urkel, not Stefan or Cal. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was straight up like, oh, my cousin Steve's in town, and like he shows up, it's <laughs> like hello, and like the crowd just <laughs> bananas. Oh my god, yeah, that was I remember that episode so well because I like I watched Family Matters at the time. Um, <laughs> And it only dawns on me now that, like, Steve Urkel and Kimmy Gibbler are basically the same, except for Steve Urkel, like, has a hint of, like, creepy because he's just all over the I, one girl. But then again, he's just there to, like, hang Steve out. I think Steve Urkel like, is a land right? of contrast. He is both yeah. way creepier than Kimmy Gibbler mm-hmm. and way cooler than Kimmy Gibbler. That is that is true. because There like, was definitely some person that Kim, Kimmy was obsessed with initially. Or she was just, like, oh, she was oh, just Oh, it's yeah. Uncle Jesse, really? Uncle Jesse, Uncle Jesse. yeah. I she guess had a crush who Uncle wasn't Jesse. obsessed with Uncle Jesse? True. I mean, yeah. When I look back, they were supposed to be in like their early twenties, or at least um, Jesse and Dave Coulier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave Coulier, famous I character. Uncle, I don't remember what the fuck his name was. I think it's anymore. Joey. Danny? No, or Danny? Joey, no, maybe yeah. it's Danny. I fucking forget. I think it's Danny's Joey. Danny was a dad. Oh yeah, you're right. Hey, if you guys are fans of Hugh Hawk, so check. Full House and Family Matters. Ah, uh, the full, full Hawker show. The full, full Hawker show. Um, that, that's what we should have done for April Fool's. Matters. 
oh hunter matters <laughs> oh my god yeah Local hunter matters let's start okay, a patreon um, to like start like a fucking 90s sitcom cast i mean yeah where we compare it to the manga we're compared to the manga <laughs> Okay, oh. yeah, I'm I'm good. You guys are confused. <laughs> getting off topic. Uh, so uh, let's go back to where are we the Oreo. Uh, yeah, yeah what does he need? What does he need? Yeah, he 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 needs to get examine two forty six. Uh, Ponzu, Ponzu. So mm-hmm. gone. Uh, going to sniff, literally sniff her out. Apparently, she's in a cave. <laughs> they use gone as like a hunting dog, but like. Is his nose that good? Yes. The answer is, do you remember that time he sniffed a fucking uh, water spout at sea when it was a clear day? Yes, his nose is that good. He's better than Doppler radar, just so you know. Because he's like, oh, I hint a whiff of poison. Let me let me go trace that shit over an open field. Yeah, that that's our boy. Fucking Doppler radar, the nose man. Oh my god. Uh, Leorio enters and finds Ponzu and Bourbon. Um, Ponzu, uh, just, just, do we describe Ponzu's look? Like, uh, yeah, it's like, a... uh, what if you took Koenma and yep. made it a woman? Yep, pretty much, with a beehive on her, like a beanie, like a big-ass beanie <laughs> Yes, on a her beehive head. hairdo, if you will. <laughs> and then there's Bourbon, who's like, a, a turban-wrapped snake man, like a snake charmer. Yes, he I guess is. you don't know yeah. that yet. But, this, is, uh, this is gonna sound a little bit weird. But I think Ponzu really does look like the human equivalent of like Ponzu sauce, just because you know, like the oh, the, <laughs> the container. Yeah, the bottle. I think that's on, I think that's on like purpose. It has, yeah, it has very I, similar coloring to like most Ponzu sauce bottles that I've seen, like the green and I don't know. I just I'm think, I don't think that's a coincidence. Ponzu sauce bottle. Yeah, the one with the green lid. Yeah, no, I, the they, they I totally have. did that on purpose. What's interesting is her coloration is different in 99 than it is in the 2011 series, but, like, the oh. shape is the same and the shape is consistent. Yeah. To be fair, Ponzu's are, I think, like, a, either green. It's a citrus fruit. Yeah, it is Yeah, a you can fruit. have, like, lemon or lime. So oh, wait, wait, no. Yuzu. Yuzu. Oh, yeah, okay. Yuzu, the ingredient Ponzu's in the Ponzu. Sauce. Yeah, Yuzu's. you're right. Yuzu's basically, oh, like, if you don't know, Yuzu's are basically, like, a very different tasting, uh, weird, like, orange lemon thing uh they taste similar to limes but they're not quite the same yeah oh okay like they are green in color no they're orangey yellow more like a a lemony are they green before ripening i forget you know whatever oh you get the idea stages of a yuzu plant (laughs) well Um, regardless i like her character design because it reminds me of the sauce (laughs) (laughs) and she's cute she's actually pretty cute like (laughs) oh yeah it's an adorable design for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, when I said Koenma, I meant baby Koenma, but as a, like, 17-year-old woman. I don't know her age, but I she strikes me as she's, like, 17. Yeah, I think she's, like, an adult. I think the only kids are really gone in. Because they call, keep calling her a woman, even though she looks like a child. But, like, it's very... It wouldn't be surprising if it's, like, she's a woman, and it's, like, she's 18. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I was watching, um... Oh, not Hunter x Hunter. What the show... Um, oh, step by step. Fuck. What's that one show? Everyone, no. Yep. Tiger no. King. Uh, Tiger King. Absolutely. The tigers look like they were children. No. Um. All Might. What's that? Oh my show? Oh my hero. My hero Academia. There is one like uh in the last oh, season no. I watched. 
There's one that there's a girl I had to like she looks like she's six. Um it's not that creepy to be honest, but she's like really twenty three. Like they go to lengths that like show like she was in middle school at one point and then it's not now. <laughs> oh, I don't remember but, like, the character. Uh very new in the newest anime version. She's I think probably uh Lubble Lubble. I think we're only one episode you know, behind, I'm so I don't know. This. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Well, whatever. Uh, she's not that important. But anyway. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. So we're... based on, on the look thing, yeah. So both in the West and in Japan, there's like this conflation of like Indian stereotypes with Arab stereotypes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Bourbon is definitely kind of dressed like a Arab dude wearing a turban, but they clearly have him associated with snakes in a way that, like, Indian guys were stereotypically, like, associated with turbans. Like a snake and charmer? So- yeah. Sorry? Like a snake charmer? Yeah, the snake charmer depiction. And so, like, mm-hmm. it's definitely one of those, like, really unfortunate, like, oh, yeah, this is the same to a lot of different people. Like, um, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, they actually have a, they actually have a pop quiz on that in one episode. They're like, oh, where's this dude from? Yeah, definitely Egypt, right? No, he's from India, you racist fuck. (laughs) You do that in JoJo? Wow. I mean, it's, so, a lot of early JoJo is just the guy who wrote JoJo being like, hey, guess what? I've been to India. (laughs) Or like, hey, guess what? I've been to Hong Kong. Let me tell you about how they drink uh, Coca-Cola that's been boiled with lemon as a uh, cough medicine. And (laughs) just like, so it's a lot of just him like being like, I've been to a place. Let me tell you something about it. Wow. He's like an everyman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, except for the part where he's like, yeah, the character who's my self-insert character is going to stab a spider against a wall with a knife and then, like, look at the spider, lick it, and then draw it. Gross. Okay. You know what? Moving man. on. Moving on. An everyman. Every day. Every day, man. Um, Bagon and Kurir Pika rush in after hearing Leorio scream and find him covered with snake bites. Uh, Ponzu, when they get inside, Ponzu killed Bourbon, but can't leave the cave since he set up a trap that makes snake bite, makes the snakes bite whoever tries to leave the cave. Um, and then who, who wants to, who wants to write, who wants to say this last note? Uh, do you want me to say that or do you want me to say something that sounds like it is more like a catchphrase? Okay, go for it. I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes in this motherfucking cave. I wonder what what's that from exactly? Step by step, full house, um, uh, family matters. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh no, it's not Black Snake Moan. Hey, actually, I mean, I can see the confusion because both happen to be uh, have snakes in the title, and Samuel Jackson has <laughs> has the <laughs> lead. But he no, has the it's... weirdest typecasting of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Snake? It's, uh, it's saying the word motherfucker. It's Coach Carter. I forgot about that. It's actually in Coach Carter. It's that scene where he's humping the basketball, and he just says, "You guys think that's humping? Let me show you humping." <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that's a scene that happened in Coach Carter. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's basically the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where we'd normally do the uh, title discussion, but uh, shit went crazy this week. So for this and the next episode, there is no title discussion. Just know there are titles, and if you want, you can do your own discussion. <laughs> send send oh, it in to okay. us and we'll give you a autographed piece of toilet paper like last time or two episodes okay. ago. I still need to post the 
the contest. That contest is still on. I still have extra toilet paper, y'all. <laughs> All right. So, um, speaking of paper, in the manga, it doesn't show Hanzo till after Kilo has thrown his badge and he, uh, like the badge that he didn't need. And his running is much more a shadow, barely visible in the trees, that rather than the Naruto type tree running that he does in the 2011 series. Kilo is never shown to acknowledge Hanzo, so it's less like, oh yeah, I knew you were there. More just like, I'm just gonna throw this, fuck it, and then Hanzo just like. So like the trick is more subtle here, and right. like I think maybe the reason in the anime in the anime that they changed it was to make it more clear, like Kilo knew what he was doing, as opposed to this just worked out. Right. I, I guess it's also in, like, the anime, maybe they had intentions to show more of a cheekier side. Because I don't know if, it, That's if he's definitely just possible. as cheeky in the manga, but he's like, this is like those, <laughs> he's like a shit, <laughs> he's like a shit kid. He's like a, like a shirt, shit stir. <laughs> uh, like a shit post as a human. Yeah, she's like a well, shit yeah, post as a human being. <laughs> there's a there's a video on YouTube that you can look up just called Kilua's Baka, and it's pretty much just all the clips of him saying Baka like throughout the series. <laughs> oh, it's adorable. Yeah. So um a big uh, a weird difference um in the manga. So you know how in 2011 like Leorio is just like go on Kurapika, don't come in here, you know, oh, no, like go on a Kurapika and then he doesn't say anything more. He does say something more but they can't hear it. They just hear that part and so they run in. Mhm. Mm-hmm. In the manga, he says, Gon Kurapika, don't come in, snakes. And they still run in. <laughs> I like how he gets like the whole thing out, where it's like a kind of a plot hole usually, where snakes literally do not come in. Yeah, and they still come in. They're like, what do you mean snakes? There's snakes? You need snakes? We'll get you snakes. We got you. That's such a human thing to do, though. Like, oh, yeah, the fucking run in when, like, people yeah. are telling you to run out. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, or, uh, there was a prank when I was a kid um, that people would yell, don't turn around, I'm naked. And, like, you'd turn around because you're like, wait, what? <laughs> were you then, were, was then the person making that fucking hand signal below their waist that you then got to punch them for? Oh, no, that thing wasn't around when I was a kid. When I was little. Like, maybe, I'm talking about, like, Maybe where you lived, but, like, I, me and my cousins were definitely doing that, like, in 2000. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I then was I then was eventually like, do not ever fucking do this to me again. And so I quit it for, like, ten years. Um, it really was just to ostracize the individual. To say, like, <laughs> oh, what a, what a horrible person. You'd want to see me naked? Wow. <laughs> what a fucking weirdo, horndog motherfucker. You're just like, dude, I I heard you yelling. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so many people cried. Um anyway, so in the ninety-nine version, uh Gon pulls himself like the, the episode so the episode is very different in the ninety-nine version. Like there's two episodes here because they take a mm-hmm. kind of throwaway line from the manga and expand on it in this version. So let me find this because it's kind of hard to read the way I'm reading it off my phone because of my recording setup right now but Gon starts the episode by pulling himself out of a Yamcha hole you know like the one that Yamcha was dead in because in the last episode he was he got the shit kicked out of him by Hisoka so he's still in that hole like (laughs) with a drag marks along the ground because he like got fucking destroyed so he drags himself into a tree hollow to heal up because he's really fucked up and he eats some roots to heal I which is kind of like a a thing, I guess, like depends on what kind of plant it is. Cause like some plants have like, um, some plants have like, uh, 
anti-inflammatory powers, like this is an oak tree mm-hmm. or something, but they don't really indicate what kind of tree it is, but he eats the thing and then vomits. He then proceeds to rest in that tree for 3.5 days, eating berries that were gathered for him by forest creatures. <laughs> well, is this proof that Gone is a Disney princess? Yeah, Gone is a Disney princess in this version. Like, there's no way around it. So this version then overemphasizes Gon's trauma and has him have nightmares about uh, about it. And he has meditations on his inability to do things without help from Kite or Hisoka. And this is mixed in with missing Mito and Kon, like Kon being the uh, bear thing that he raised. And finally, he misses his friends and is revived by the prospect of helping them. So in the manga, when he went to help the other guys and, like, show up, he kind of talks about how, like... I mean, they talk about this later, but he says something like, yeah, I felt in order to, like, restore my sense of, like, self-pride and, like, my feeling of, like, being worth worth it as a human being, I had to help you guys and go really overboard. But here they show it directly by being like, Gon was in a really bad, depressed, possibly poisoned, and very injured state where he had to be fed by birds and squirrels and shit. And (laughs) he decides to help other people as a way of regaining his self-esteem. Yeah, and then the episode ends with, like, a non-canonical scene of Tonpa and Somi freeing themselves. It's like, oh, let's lighten it up here. (laughs) Because they add more Tonpa scenes in this version uh, in the next episode. Oh, okay. I mean, like, part of me thinks it's probably to extend the runtime, but then they were going to, you know, lengths to discuss his... I mean, that's dark, kind of, man. They make a bunch of weird choices, some of which I like, some of which I don't. I, I think this is cool because it, like, sets some groundwork for some of the later stuff, but they legit, when I was watching it, like, they show the days pass really slowly, so after the first day and a half of rest, I'm like, cool, he's gonna be done with this, and he, like, goes back into the tree, I'm like, what are you doing? And he falls asleep in the tree again, I'm like, no! And then the next day, it's him just, like, meditating and thinking about things, and then I'm like, okay, cool, they gotta be done this time, and then he just drags himself back into the tree, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my god. In, like, the 2011, he's just, like, pouting in a tree. Right? Yeah, like, I think in the manga yeah. he just pouts in the tree, but in in 99 they're like, you know what? He was there in that tree for three and a half days. Fuck it. That sounds very... Yeah, and the changes around sound very with the times. Because <laughs> I feel oh, like yeah, around just like how... like, early 2000, late 90s everyone was into like, we gotta make this deep angst. <laughs> No, I mean, straight up, like, in the in the late 90s, it was like, we all watched Evangelion, right? Well, I guess we're yeah. gonna Evangelion, baby! In Hunter x Hunter! Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't have, like, a fucking folding chair that he had in the tree, and then he sat there, and then, like, you know, his image of his dad and his mom, who he's never met, show up, and it's like, congratulations! Oh, yeah, and then just pictures of sketches and, like, lights. Yeah, and then fucking, uh, Con shows up, and he's like... Ah, ah, ah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so that's it for this episode. Welcome to Casual Magic, the show where we explore the fun side of Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Shivam Putt, and each week we delve into everything from casual format to explorations of creatures and card types to interviews with designers of the game. At Casual Magic, we believe that it just isn't magic without the gathering. Come along and play! How does Bloodborne stack up against, say, Oregon Trail? 
And is Bomberman just Loadrunner from a different point of view? Find out on Hardcore Gaming 101's Top Games, where we objectively, definitively, and scientifically rank the games you nominate for our ever-growing list. HG 101's Top Games, twice a week, every week, right here on Greenlit. Uh, next episode? Yeah, the next episode is Big X Time X Interview. Um, Taisetsu na Mensetsu. Um, I can't translate that on the spot, so Well, Tai is big. That's all I know. Tai, yeah. Tai, Dai, Etsetsu. Mensetsu? Middle? Oh, you know what? I don't think that, I don't, I don't know if that actually, maybe it does mean big interview. Who knows? I don't know know if it's big time interview or if it's big something. Like maybe it's like, oh, big importance or, you know, but we're all guessing out of our ass. I'm really looking forward Mm -hmm. to someone who actually speaks Japanese to listen to this and be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Also, (laughs) I'm really not a fan of uh, Family Matters. It was more about the Cosby show. And then, you know, we're going to have a long email exchange with them about how that's a not good comparison. Um. Anyway, I'll just I'll we'll we'll, we'll go go back. Uh, the Japanese <laughs> release date for this episode of Hunter X Hunter is uh, February fifth, twenty twelve. Um, the manga chapters are thirty one and thirty two. The Japanese release date of those manga chapters are June tenth. Is June tenth, two thousand. And then the nineteen ninety nine episode twenty five and twenty six. Uh, the Japanese release date of the first 99 episode was uh, April 22nd. Yo, a week before my birthday. 2000. So really, like, yeah, January, February. Sorry, I'm I'm really confused. So the manga simultaneously pretty much released with the anime? Uh, wait, wait yeah, not, no, this is, wait, this right? is super wrong. Yeah, okay, that's probably okay. like June 10th, 1998. Yeah, this is definitely wrong i fucked this one up guys just know oh, yeah. the manga was released on a date on a date probably 1998 not 2000 or, or nine i don't even know at this point well okay yeah <laughs> somewhere like, along that <laughs> hopefully before the, it would be really pathetic if like no it, it definitely anime. didn't I, I did a bunch of research <laughs> regarding the comparisons in time it did not release earlier so i don't know okay. all right <laughs> Do you want me to re-say uh, everything? No, you're good. This episode's okay. fun times. Okay. Sarah, take it away. Alright, so um, it's, the episode starts with Karapika trying to take a closer look at Bourbon just to see how he died. Um, but the snakes um, go to like try and bite him. Um, so apparently they will attack anyone who tries to touch Bourbon or tries to leave the cave. And Kraka, he's a smart boy, and says that Ponzo killed Bourbon using her bees. And it's not... There's, like, a link. <laughs> like a YouTube video. <laughs> Dude, who bee. put that link there, Joe? No, Hannah Hannah did these notes. She left a link to the fucking no, no not, not the bees the scene. No, not the bees, not the bees. <laughs> I don't even know where that's from. It's Wicker Nick Cage from Wicker Man. Um, so Wicker Man, the... the the new version, the newer version of Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage, and like <laughs> he dies, he dies. Like it, I, I don't know how they do it in the uh, the original, the manga. I don't know how they do the manga. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Wicker Man manga. Ah, <laughs> uh, the manga. Um, but it, I, I know in the new one, like it's it's a ridiculous movie altogether, and then he gets murdered mm-hmm. by by bees. So, so that part's weird, but like 
there's way weirder parts of that movie. There's a part where he's just in a bear fursuit and he's running around because he's part of like some sort of like pagan ritual. And he's there <laughs> as an undercover cop. So someone goes to approach him because they're like, wait, you're not one of us. And so he spin kicks a woman into a wall. <laughs> oh my God. In a uh, bear suit. It's amazing. Yeah. It's oh interesting that he, when I was thinking bees, I would probably use the rest of development running joke with bees. Like, bees? Like, I'm selling beads. Bees? No, beads. Bees? I don't know if you guys have seen Arrested Development. Arrested Development. So I feel like a weird foreigner in this land where I'm like, what the oh fuck? Oh my god. Well, I would recommend, if you haven't seen Arrested Development, I would recommend watching it. It's definitely one of those shows where it doesn't take itself too seriously, and, like, the jokes play a lot on wordplay, and, like, a... Taking, realizing the absurdity of situations and just yeah. being like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is like pretty absurd. I think Michael Sarah's in it, right? And then yeah. who's the main guy? Uh, Jason Bateman. And Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, without, uh, without, uh, uh, Pat here, it's, we're, our references aren't JoJo anymore. They're weird sitcoms and. <laughs> Live action shows. Let me tell you all about Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> oh, what's that one with the two older ladies whose husbands marry each other? Um, oh, the, it's really that's good. Uh, what? Uh, it's uh, Shane Fonda and uh, 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 Lens- uh, Tom- Leslie Tomlin. Yeah, Tomlin? I've never heard of this. Oh, it's so good. It's it's um, like a Netflix. I know what oh, you're oh, talking about because I recently recent? watched it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think even like a '70s show. I'm like, that sounds insanely progressive. No, it's um. Oh God, what is it called? Ah, uh, uh, Lily Tomlin, right? Yeah, yeah, Lily uh, Tomlin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Grace and Frankie. Yeah, Grace and Frankie. <laughs> Welcome. Let's do a podcast at some point. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Ponzu's. <laughs> Pose yeah, has given Ponzu, up on the exam. Yeah, she's like, uh, it, it isn't worth it. <laughs> um, and she really, she realizes like it's not a no-win situation for anyone. So she's just gonna wait to get rescued um, by the exam committee once the day is over. Um, since all the badges have trackers, and they usually, if someone's stuck, they'll rescue them. But if you're without a badge, you're you're kind of on your own. And <laughs> Gone is like, no way. I had it with these motherfucking snakes in this motherfucking cave. <laughs> so he, he fiercely searches vermin and, uh, <laughs> despite getting attacked by snakes and finds the antidote. And so he is able to give Liario the antidote and he's cured. Um, so he also gives it to himself. Um, so Gone recovers quickly. And he trades um, Bourbon's badge for Ponzu's sleeping glass in order to knock out the snakes. And- Re- real quick, I forget which version it is, but in one of the versions, they definitely have Ponzu give the injection of anti-venom to Gon. And I'm just thinking, like, man, even though y'all just went through some shit, this seems hyper dangerous to let someone who's into poison as their main method of attack inject anything into you. Even though <laughs> there's, true. like, an inherent, like, oh, yeah, she must know about how to give IVs, it's still like, dog, what are you doing letting this person inject anything into you? I was say, but isn't Leorio, like, training to be a doctor? But then again, like... He's out. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, out. yeah. I'm just more like thinking, like Ponzu. What the? Why would you let Ponzu do this? 
Someone you met for three seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, I would think the same, but, eh. Gon is a, he's a kind boy, but is he necessarily a smart boy sometimes? He is you know, most of the time, surprisingly. Sometimes. He is very clever, yeah, but, little, but like, he's, in terms he's of, either, like, character judgment, I think it's ill, ill depend. Not in, like, a necessarily negative way, but, no. like... Definitely. He's he's very much, naive. like, the kind of... Yeah, he's naive. he's naive, but he's, he's also, a, like, the kid who's, like, very game on. Like, the moment game's on, he's just like, oh, you can lie to me as much as you want. You're still going to lose because I've figured out an even better strategy. But when he's not thinking in terms of, like, game mm-hmm. on... He, he can be an idiot. He's like Goku, yeah. where, like, Goku during a fight is just like, I figured out the theory of relativity in the middle of this fight. Watch a Dragon Ball <laughs> Super, because that literally happens. Oh um, it's God. like that. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, straight up. Goku figures out time travel in the middle of a fight. <sighs> okay, I mean... Ah, it makes sense in the context because you're like, I guess Goku would be able to intuit this. He clearly wouldn't understand the math, but I could see how he would intuit this based on what's presented to him because God damn Goku is a battle savant. Yeah. I, mm, I I guess I, I guess. (laughs) No. So in, in, I forget if it's, yeah, I think in 2011 Hunter Hunter, they call like someone calls gone a feral savant. And I think that's a good description of him. And I think you could describe Goku as battle savant. That's fair. You know what? Hmm. I, I can see that. I can see that, too. <laughs> All right, anyway, so in order to um, not be knocked out by the sleeping gas, Gon proposes that he'll take everyone out since he can hold his breath for an absurdly long amount, like five minutes. And uh, no, I think it was like nine minutes something. N- yeah, nine and at first minutes. I'm like, yeah, at first I'm like, is that possible and then i looked up like the longest breath holding record and it turns out it's like 20 minutes so it's like Wait, what? Y- yeah straight up like there are people who practice like uh who practice this and the world record is like 20 minutes how i i think they know ways to like minimize their oxygen usage through like conscious things that's insane. like relax I guess, like, all their muscles yeah it like- fr- it's fr- it's free diver i think the guy who does it is a free diver okay that's amazing. So, like, Gon <laughs> is, like, crazy talented by normal people's standards, but by, like, people who, like, do this as a competition, he's not that talented. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. he still manages to carry not, like, basically three people, Ponzu, Leorio, and Karapika, all on his back and escape the cave. Yeah, so that's not crazy bad. anaerobic conditioning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holding your breath for five minutes and carrying three, like, grown people <laughs> on your back. That's impressive. Um, so we should all get he... into doing fireman's carries while holding our breath and see how long we can go. <laughs> oh, uh, so just as a fun fun fact, uh, I looked at the Guinness World Record, and uh, it's considered longest time breath held voluntary. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I guess there's an involuntary way to <laughs> So, so you know, you know how like there's like a satanic Bible. It's like that's in the Satanic Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> it's the one where we have the evil record. Oh man! So there was a period. This is kind of dark, but there was a period where the Guinness Book of World Records website had a very standard template for all their records, where it just said "attempt to break this record," and it was a button you could press. And there mm-hmm. was there was a record for most people killed in a terrorist attack, and then the <laughs> button for attempt to build this break this record was still there. Oh. Well then, that's Satanic a Book of World Records. 
I think they've since changed it where, like, you have to, like, submit in a different form. That's fair. <laughs> For very clear reasons. <laughs> All right. So let me escape the cave. Gone gives bourbon, um, Ponzu bourbon's badge. Um, but as a service fee for saving her, he takes her badge for Leorio. And phase four is done. All the applicants have one hour to get back. And uh, the rules are that the exchanging badges at the starting point is prohibited. And once everyone arrives um, back at the starting point, the chairman, he decides to hold a series of interviews with each of the examinees and ask them why they want to be a hunter, who they'd want to fight and who they don't want to fight. And so a single bracket was created, a bracket of for the next phase of the exam um, was created. And a single win um, will make the applicant a hunter. And, oh, oh yeah, I did not have everyone's memory <laughs> names <laughs> uh, memorized, so I'll try my best. Hanzo will fight gone. Um, and if you win, if whoever advances will, will, um, fight, oh, what's this kid's name? The archer Pogo. guy. What? <laughs> what was it? Pockle, 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 and and whoever wins that match will fight Kilua, and then whoever that wins that fight would win. Wait, it's whoever it's whoever loses oh. the fight. Oh, whoever loses fight. Oh, you're right. That's my that's my bad. Okay, I'm not saying this right. If anyone else wants to take over, <laughs> it's okay. Um, so. I have a breakdown later for the next episode, but for now, um, uh, Hanzo will fight uh, Gon. Mm-hmm. Whoever loses will fight, or whoever, yeah, whoever loses will fight Pockle. Whoever loses that fight will fight Killua. Whoever loses that fight will fight um, Gitarocker. Whoever, whoever loses, and then, and then there's a second bracket. Fight. So mm-hmm. it'd be, um, what's his name? Uh, Kurapika and Hisoka. Mm-hmm. Whoever mm-hmm. loses that fight uh, fights Bodoro, an, uh, mm-hmm. the older gentleman. I'm surprised you remember that one. I remembered it, but I'm like, oh, there's no way she'll remember this because who, fuck, who <laughs> fucking remembers Bodoro? I just looked it up like earlier today. And then <laughs> whoever fight, whoever loses the fight between Hisoka and Bodoro will fight Leorio. And then whoever loses that fight will fight whoever lost the other bracket. So either Ghidorah or Killua, Pokal God or... Um, can, I, can I just say something real quick? Fucking Botaro is the Chinpo the Wanderer of this tournament. Chinpo <laughs> yeah. the Wanderer yep. is the dude in the Genkai tournament who no one remembers. Yep. Essentially. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the bracket. We'll go into more detail next episode. Um... We have a full um, breakdown, March Madness style. A full style. breakdown, kind of. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Gon tells uh, Kurapika about Hisoka, and they have a heart-to-heart. So basically, this is where Gon tells him, like, yeah, man, I felt so bad about Hisoka giving me the badge, blah, blah, blah. And in the three different versions, they kind of do different things with this. Oh. It was a very yeah. touching moment. I was like, oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cute, for sure. 
Yeah. So, uh, in the manga version, uh, Ponzu actually specifically says that the Hunter Association won't attempt to rescue till Zevil Island is over because, quote-unquote, this is the same committee who lets examinees murder each other. And so this is only in this version, and, like, this is a general trend where the manga is much more negative about the existence of the Hunter Association and the way the Hunter exam is done. Like, the manga's straight up like, no, this is bad, and these people are questionable at best. But, like, that will become more of a thing over time. The anime never really kind of gets on that vibe, surprisingly. I mean, like, I thought, well, it made me feel like the first, like, so the second level of the Hunter exam following the totes, is this the totes? I think. Um, into, like, the fog, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of people are just straight up dead, and no one seems to bat an eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the manga eventually is just like, yo, man, people fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, another thing in the manga, the first part of chapter 32, they show, like, a title card, and they're, it's just a fucking Brady Bunch arrangement of the winners and the badges they got. And then you think the chapter's over because another title card comes up, but it's just chapter 32 again. <laughs> so it just, like, fooled you. You thought it was just going to be one page of fucking title of, like, the Brady Bunch shit, but nah. It's a really weird choice. I don't know why they did it. I wonder if, like, maybe there was an ad in the middle of the manga or something. Um, so when Kurapika asks Gon about how he's doing, Gon reveals he felt inadequate alone after Hisoka humiliated him, and Gon then sought to help the others because he craved support and the opportunity to make himself feel worthwhile. Kurapika thanks him again to reassure him. So while this is implied in the 2011 version, I think it's talked about in more depth here. And mm -hmm. this is interesting because it interplays with 99 where they foreshadowed it by having the whole fucking spending three and a half days in a stump thing. Yeah. Well, that makes for good character development. It makes for boring television. Yeah, I was watching it and I was trying to zoom through it and I'm like, okay, and then it kept going. <laughs> so uh, in the 99 version, uh, in this version, it's Leorio who takes the badge from Ponzu himself because I think this version tries to make Gon as like, more morally clean as possible, which is interesting because I often rag on the 2011 version for not getting the tone of the manga, but that's one place where the 2011 version is closer to the manga and gets that Gon would do something kind of questionable because he follows the letter of his promise, which was to Ponzu, like, oh yeah, you know, uh, we'll give you Borbin's badge if you do this, but he, like, in the back of his mind is thinking, like, yeah, but we're gonna take your badge, you fucking idiot. Meanwhile, in this version, it's like, Gon is pure boy, and uh, Leorio is the asshole. Yeah. Yeah, so, in this version, there's also a non-canonical fight between Tonpa and Kenmi, who's a character who's just eliminated off-screen in uh, the manga and the 2011 version. Kenmi does eight backflips in a row to dodge Tonpa trying to hit him. And so Tonpa then face sits him into unconsciousness, which is real gross. Ew. And uh, Tonpa tries stealing a yeah, Someone's Tonpa tries that. stealing a badge from an unconscious Ponzu who wakes up and then KOs him. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's I posted the image to our Facebook and I just put like, ah, the award for the grossest SM punishment in Hunter Hunter goes to Tonpa. <laughs> The guy who sailed, like, who gave everyone shit medication. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Ew. It's like, uh, what's, a, what's that one thing called? Uh, caterpillar? Human... A human centipede? <laughs> human oh centipede. my god. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. Anyways, uh, 
so Bodoro, uh, the during before the interview scene, they have a section where Bodoro, who everyone's like, oh yeah, you're the older gentleman, you'll probably know the most about this. He tries to hypothesize about what the final stage will be. So uh, Bodoro attempts to determine what the final stage will be, reasoning about the previous stages, with the first stage being about physical ability, the second stage, the pig stage, being about observation, the sushi stage, which is again in the manga and the 99 version, is about observation, uh, is about deduction. Trick Tower is about mental ability. Battleship Island, which is 99 only, is about cooperative ability. And Zevil Island is about all-around skill. So, Bodoro surmises that the final stage will be a written exam to determine knowledge. So, a lot of this episode in the 99 version is everyone fucking... Go, like, a couple people going to a library and trying to study. Bodoro not doing that because he's like, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about after the others leave the room. <laughs> and uh, Hisoka and Gita Rock are just being like, oh, okay, cool, because we thought you were serious. <laughs> so like in the in the in the 99 version it's implied that he basically made it up like the last part uh, it's implied that he tried reasoning about it but he's like but i don't know why you guys would trust me i've been to the hunter exam once and got eliminated during phase one and like <laughs> earlier pokel had mentioned that he'd gotten to the hunter exam before and got eliminated during stage four so he's like the other him so Bodoro, pokel mm-hmm. and hisoka are not rookies everyone else is a rookie Oh, those are the three non-rookies? I guess. Now that I think about it. Yeah. That made it oh. so far. For some reason, I thought it was uh, Gita Rocker. Oh, no, no, no. I guess it makes sense, because Hisoka like, was disqualified last year, or the last time they had yeah, it, right? Yeah, Hisoka was disqualified last year, and Gita Rocker, even though you know a lot about him right now, no one else does, <laughs> um, he, he would not have had interest in the Hunter exam until this current session. Yeah, that makes sense. The mysterious Gita Rocker. Anyways. Gita Rocker. Rocker, baby. Yeah, so what did you guys think about this set of episodes? Uh, I like them. They're pretty... They're pretty good. Um, I liked... It showed, I think, a lot of just Gaunt's determination to get things done. (laughs) Even if it's like... Even if any normal person would hesitate, Gaunt was just like, whatever, man. I've got to help out my friend. We're doing this. I actually, I like this one too, but the weird, out of these two episodes, for some reason, I actually liked the interview portion a lot when I was rewatching this. I really like the interview portion a lot, actually. Especially, I I think it's better if you've seen later in the show too. Yeah, that's true. And I also, I also just really like um, Netero. So almost any scene with him in it, the chairman, the old dude, um, is a is a good time for me. He's just so jolly, but like he's the head of the Hunter Association, so like what's he hiding? Um not really anything specific, but um no, I just enjoy it. Just it 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 I don't know if it necessarily foreshadows a lot, but it kind of gives you context. I think it foreshadows um, a lot about like, the characters who are being interviewed less than about yeah. him cuz you get yeah. this impression about him that like he doesn't really care that much about the day-to-day because, like, he's so secure in his position. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it doesn't tell you a lot about him. But uh, yeah. I guess, like, Sarah, how did how did you feel about the interviews? Because, like, without the context of later in the show, I'd be curious how it hits you as, like, a first impression. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really interesting to see everyone's mindset in terms of, like... Like, obviously, everyone was kind of strategizing, like, what would be the most... Who would I? Who would be the best person to fight based on like? Did I really look, like? 
if I'm able to pass the exam or not and who I should definitely avoid. So I thought it was pretty interesting to see everyone and it kind of showed a little bit of character insight because I know there is like uh, a goal especially because he knew was like I can't go up against he because I'm trying to remember. I can't um, go against my best buddies like he basically says all three buddies. of the crew. And then <laughs> and then Miorio is the only one he's I think he's like he, I don't want to fight gone which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it was interesting also because they mm-hmm. all he asked him like a blanket question and they answered kind of differently depending on who they were. Yeah. So like going with his lightheartedness was answering more of like he didn't want to fight not because they were hard but because they were like friends right. versus other people put a soak on that category because they were mm-hmm. scared of him. Or um, the opposite with Killua, because Poco was boring, so like he didn't want to fight. Yeah, that was, that was cute. Yeah, I, I also really like how Kurapika is like, yeah, I don't really want to fight any of you know my friend dudes. And then for like the who do you want to fight? He's like, uh, there's I don't really want to fight anyone unless there's like a reason. And that goes along with Kurapika being like, I am entirely willing to murder if there's a reason, but otherwise, I really don't even like fighting. <laughs> it's on brand. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. But yeah, uh, do you guys have anything more to say about this set of episodes? No, what about you, Joe? Uh, no, that's generally it. I mean, I, I do like what 99 added here, but it's a bit much. Like, I really wish they had spent only one day in that fucking tree stump. Um, or like, it was kind of cool. Or time better. Yeah, or time lapsed it better, because like... They also had, like, a flashback of, like, him and Mito, like, from when he was a little kid. So I posted a screenshot where it's basically just, like, tiny little three-year-old gone being like... Mito, I love you. And like, it's very much what like. What was that, Joe? What was that? And Mito, I love you. <laughs> oh no! It's very much. I'm baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Actually, you know what? Let's go with ninety sitcoms. It's very much. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Oh God! Fucking dinosaurs. Anyways. Um, but yeah, no, it's really it's cute. Um. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm very curious to see what uh, the newcomers to the show think about, like, the next set of episodes, because this is kind of like the gathering storm, mm-hmm. because the tournament's uh, real fun. And short, yeah. unlike, you know, a tournament that we spent half a year on. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Off of that. <laughs> Yeah, so with that said, uh, thank you so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat at our Facebook at Spirit Hunter Pod uh, and our Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. If you enjoy the show and want to find a way to introduce it to other people, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The algorithm determines our ability to be discovered, and your review could put us over the edge. Also, heads up, today's intro music was made by Soul slash Harmoyu. Check them out at youtube.com slash user slash Harmoyu. Anyways, see y'all on the other side. Bye. Bye. يسعى دوما <تصفيق>